Hello, my name is Dominique Drew, and this is The Art of Attraction, the premier podcast to elevate your relationships, your life, and yourself. I'm your host, Dominique Drew, an intuitive, a spiritual guide, and a seasoned expert in men's relationship coaching. I've used the methods in this podcast to completely transform my own life and relationships, and now, high performers in every industry hire me to help them do the same. Here, you will learn how to solve the issues in your inner world which keep you from real fulfillment, deep intimacy, freedom, and authenticity. Welcome to the next stage of your evolution. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to The Art of Attraction with Dominique Drew. I am so excited to do this episode, you guys. This has been quite a long time coming. If you are a regular follower of the show, you may have noticed that I have not done an episode in a very long time. It has been a huge amount of time between the last episode and this one. And go into a little bit more later in the episode about why that was. But it's been really fascinating because people have been reaching out to me. You know, sometimes they're clients who understandably are, are more interested in my work. Of course, they've invested to work with me. But even people that I don't even know online are reaching out and being like, where's the podcast? We, you know, when's the new ex- next episode coming out? <laughs> and it's really been quite beautiful because it helps me to be very grateful. It results in gratitude in me because there are so many things societally that are competing for your attention in today's world, right? There's so many things that want you to to focus on them. Your focus is what's what's paid for, right? It's what Facebook pays for. It's what Twitter pays for. It's what all of these social media platforms pay for and also television and, and radio and everything else. And so the sentiment that people are wanting to focus on my work that they see in this world of so many options and so many opportunities, places to put your focus, that they sought me out, right? They wanted to to hear more from me. So I I found myself just feeling really, really grateful about that. I'm deeply appreciative and I'm deeply excited. Also, I'm a little bit nervous to get back on the airwaves, which is not particularly typical of me. So I'm kind of just letting that be in my body as I'm sitting here and chatting with you. There are a number of things that kept me off the air for so long. One is that I've been traveling pretty profoundly. Now, traveling is not something that's unusual for me per se, but This was traveling in the sense of I didn't really have anywhere to live. I didn't have a home. And, you know, that was true before I stopped producing the podcast episodes, but it really became intense. I had finances, I was okay, but I didn't have a place where I wanted to land, right? So I was waiting for inspiration. I was waiting in my world, it's a little bit like instruction, right? I'm waiting for the instructions from spirit, from source, from my own intuition, which is the interpretation of spirit and source in my system to tell me, right? Through excitement, through intention, through, okay, that place. And so it's been really quite fascinating, this process. I was living in Asheville, North Carolina. I was there for uh, about six years. And then at some point, that was just enough. I had sort of run that course. I loved it the whole time I was there. And then at some point, it was not the right thing anymore. But the next right thing hadn't actually shown up in my life yet. So I had no instructions, no clarity on where I wanted to go. So I took off in my car. (laughs) I moved out of my house and put all my stuff in storage. And I took off with my car with my puppy dog. And we spent probably between six and nine months 
traveling around the country in the car. And so it was me and my little miniature dachshund, which you've probably seen on social media, Raffaello. And we were in this Tesla driving across the country, totally electric. I had no idea how to use the car when I left, but I knew I needed to leave. And so when we talk, you know, I talk on this show a lot about being real, right? That's what this show is about. It's about being real. And being real doesn't mean that I, or that anybody needs to tell someone everything about themselves, right? It means that you're honest with yourself and you're comfortable being who you are and you don't try to push that away in order to be someone else. And so I had no idea what I was doing, but that was, that was the guidance that I was getting was you got to get out of here. And so I just went and we had a wonderful time. Actually, I charged the car at the charging stations around the country and, you know, we went to the Grand Canyon and we went to Sedona and we went to Death Valley. That was phenomenal. And the whole time I was running my business because it travels with me. And so I was seeing clients and I was running groups and I was posting online. If some of you may have followed that journey online. And so it was incredible, right? I had moments in, you know, we were in Death Valley one day. And then by the end of that day of driving, we drove north up the 395 of California, which I don't know if you've been up that or not, but it's absolutely a drive worth taking. You're going up through the Sierras. And by the time we were there in the, in the evening, it was snowing. We were in this mountain town up in the Sierras. And it was just beautiful, It was just beautiful. It was peaceful and there was complete and total freedom. And that's, I think, what I really needed. You know, I had lived in a home. I had stuff. I was starting to get really nice stuff because I'm like, you know, getting into my mid-30s and I was like, all right, I'm ready to like have some nicer things. And I, I do. And now, of course, they're all sitting in storage, which is a bummer. But I really, I needed that freedom back. I needed to be you know, as it turns out, in a car, traveling, and just driving around. I needed to be in a situation where it didn't matter where I went, where I could go left or I could go right. And when you could go left or you could go right, there's a space in which you simply rely on yourself, right? There's no outside influences. My mother didn't care whether I went left or right. My siblings didn't care if I went left or right. So any part of me that was still overly considerate, unhealthily considerate of what other people thought about what I did, a situation like that, it removes that entirely. And that's an incredibly powerful place to be. And it was nourishing. Like I would have, you know, if it had been up to my personal desire, probably would have rather had a new place to live and settled right into a new place to live. But that's not the way it was supposed to go because that's not the way it was happening in my system, right? I wasn't accessing that guidance. And for me at this point, you know, at the point of having done, you know, almost 20 years of intensive personal development work, I don't quiet the voice of spirit anymore. So I know now that if nothing's coming, then there's no instruction. Go do what you want. And then when an instruction comes, it will come in the form of, oh my God, I can't wait to do that thing. And that will be my direction and I will go that direction and it's always been the right direction. What does that even mean, right? The right direction. It's always been a direction I've taken, 
And usually when you're wondering what the right direction is, it's the one you've probably already taken. And that's wonderful. It's the right thing to do by virtue of the fact that you're doing it. That's the choice that you're making, right? In so many ways, we really downplay our power. But truly, every choice that you make is yours to make. Make it. Or don't. That's another choice. But can you see how, if you look at that more literally, truly, anything you could possibly want to do, you simply do. And people then say, oh my gosh, I can't because I have job and I have obligations and I have to pay the bills and I have to do these things. Absolutely. If you want to continue your life in its current form, you have to do all those things. That's why they become have-tos is because you have formed a life that require those things as necessary. But you could also completely change your life. I had a lot of people who were reaching out to me during this road trip that were really inspired by my level of freedom. And I love that. I love that I was able to model that for them because that is obviously, profoundly available for everyone. Not only is it available for you, it's your natural state. Doesn't mean that you shouldn't have a house or bills or responsibilities. It means that in order for you to live your best life, you need to ask yourself whether or not those are truly what you want right now in this moment. They were clearly what you wanted at some point because you got them. Now, take a moment. Let your eyes close if you can safely do that. And just consider. Do you love your life? Does every element of it light you up with excitement? Like you can't wait to wear all those clothes. You can't wait to eat all that food and you can't wait to come back and spend time in every room of your house. Maybe it's not every aspect. Maybe it's most aspects. Maybe it's very few aspects. Maybe it's very, very, very few aspects of your life that light you up. And so the question then becomes, what is keeping you from changing your life into a life that lights you up in every direction? Now, you will have a story that comes up when I ask that. Did you feel it? That story came up immediately. Oh, I have kids. Oh, I have job. Oh, I have people depending on me. I have da-da-da-da. Great. All of those things are changeable. Not the fact that you have kids isn't changeable, but the fact that you need to keep your current life in order to do whatever you think you need to do for those kids, that is the story piece. I've had clients who were in that situation. Clients who struggled because this one particular one I'm thinking of lived in a town in the middle of nowhere that he absolutely hated and didn't know anybody and there was, it was really small and he hated his job, and, but he had a child there. And he wasn't together with the child's mother anymore. 
And yet what he saw was that he needed to stay there in order to be close to her. But the thing is that he didn't even even see her that often. So what ended up being true was that he could really live a lot more places, somewhere not maybe too far, but a lot more places that would serve him and nourish him because he was suffering. He was suffering there. Okay? I'm all for sacrificing for your children by all means. However, sacrifice is not what people make it. Sacrifice doesn't mean you're miserable for the sake of another. That's how it's used. You know, maybe you'd rather live in Tahiti and maybe you live, you know, in a great neighborhood of Chicago instead, but you could live in a great neighborhood in Chicago in a house you really enjoy with a job that you really like and still be close to the other child in Chicago or whatever, right? There's always a way unless you shut down the options. He had shut down the options. He had decided there's no way out of this. And as a result, he began to experience some pretty significant depression. Okay, these stories in your head keep you stuck. They remind you that you can't do what you want, but they are decisions. They are not based in reality. And so identifying these stories and seeing them as decisions, as stories, that is the game changer. Because without that, you are actually much more free than you realize. And from that place of freedom, then you can make the choice. Okay, I'm going to live on the road because I just need freedom and I'm going to come back. Every two weeks, I'm going to spend a week with my little girl. Whatever. It's your life. You can make it whatever you want. What story are you telling yourself that is keeping you stuck? And so as I went on this road trip, I was open to and sometimes a little impatient around finding a new place to go, a new place to land. And it didn't come and it didn't come and it didn't come. And after a while, my mother actually shared that she wanted to take a road trip to Vancouver, to British Columbia. And she lives all the way in Virginia. And she asked me if I wanted to road trip with her. And so I said, yes, clearly I was already road tripping. So I went and got her and we drove across the country and we spent three months traveling around the country and going up to British Columbia. Now, over that time, again, I was in the same kind of situation of not really knowing where I wanted to be and not really having my feet on the ground. And that's a really important lesson for me because it requires me to be grounded no matter where I am right? Can you be okay with this moment, no matter where you are? Or is your okayness, right? In other words, is it only okay for you to be that which you truly are in situations which are comfortable? If so, you're narrowing down your life experience pretty significantly. So we were up in Vancouver in this beautiful house and I was online doing something and I saw 
someone posted something about this beautiful, it was, it was this guy walking in this like beautifully cut suit across this incredible piazza, right? With this beautiful building in the background. And I saw the photo and it said something about Monaco. And my whole system went there. It was instantaneous. And it was the first time it had happened since I left Asheville. As far as location goes. This, let me just communicate to you, is how I make all my decisions. Okay, if my system does not do that, where the whole thing aligns at once and my intention says go there, then I don't move on it. Because to me, that experience right there is spirit. Now the spirit coming through me. Okay, source, God, whatever you want, doesn't matter. Okay, that is my real self speaking to my conscious self. Okay, it is the moment when the real and the conscious become one. And in that moment, there is always perfect clarity. And I was very surprised. I was like, Monaco? I had never been here. I may have like once when I was like a kid or driven through or something. I had no recollection of it. I didn't even know. In fact, I think my siblings told me later that I had been here. But I knew that I needed to move there. And so a few weeks later, I bought a plane ticket. We were finishing our trip. I bought a plane ticket. And I came out here. And I spent about two and a half months just living here, just checking it out. And within about a week, I gave myself lots of space. I was like, just because I felt that thing with my intuition, I'm just going to let it come to me. I'm not going to make try to make it fit or decide it's the best thing ever or anything. And within a week, I was looking at residency options. Since then, I have gone back to the US, gotten my long stay visa, and now I am here long term. So all of that just to say... A, that that's one reason you haven't had a, a podcast episode in so long. And two, to say that in those periods when you don't have the information you need, if you can simply stay present, and sometimes it takes a minute. I could not have rushed that decision. I don't know why the timing had to be the way it did, but I know now because I've done this for so long that the timing had to be the way that it did. And gradually, pieces usually become clear. And by become clear, I mean reach my conscious mind right? Because if I say, I don't know why it had to be the way it is, that doesn't mean that it didn't. It means my tiny, puny little brain doesn't understand why it did. That's different, right? That's different. And so I don't need to understand everything that happens. I have evolved beyond that, thankfully, because before I was trapped in, I'm only okay with it if I understand it. And I lived that way for a long time. But a lot of life happens that I don't understand. So I was cutting myself off from a huge amount, right? Including stuff that exists. I don't understand quantum mechanics, but it still fucking works, isn't it? Right? So there's almost an arrogance in that. Like, well, I'm only going to accept the reality that they can filter through my mental comprehension. So I spent a long time in the unknown, which used to be intolerable for me. And now there were like a few moments of frustration I probably had. I don't know, five or six over those nine months where I was like, ah, I sure would like to have a place. And five or six over nine months is a big difference than what it used to be for me, which was just about constant. (laughs) And so that's one reason. I was seeking a home and I was traveling around the world and that was, you know, that was how I was spending my life. Another reason why 
it's been a long time since there's been a podcast episode is that my business has been shifting. And so my work is no longer centered around helping single men attract life partners. Although I'm still absolutely doing that, the work has not changed. It is simply in a new, uh, it's being dressed up differently. Okay. In a way that's a little bit more aligned with who I am now. So I still have, I have people in my courses right now who are single men and they're, they're working through relationship issues and it's wonderfully successful. It's great. The work itself though has evolved and it's really beginning to shift toward the demographic of male leadership and revolutionizing male leadership. It's not exclusively with men, but as always, that's kind of where my, my focus is, right? I also have a women's program and I have several women in there right now. They're doing unbelievable things in their life. So it's not specifically about men, but that's where I tend to gravitate. That's where the work is really focused. And so it's been shifting. And I say it's been shifting and not I've been shifting it because it hasn't been from my conscious awareness that I have been doing this. I have not been enacting change on the direction of the business. I have been what feels more like obeying change. I have been obeying the instructions, right? Of like, okay, I'm now not feeling as connected to just working through dating issues, just working through relationship issues. It feels bigger than that. It feels more important than that. It's about who you are. And look, dear listener, if you have heard any of my episodes ever, you know that it's always been about who you actually are. I was just solving those relationship problems from the perspective of here's how to figure out who you are. Now the work is just a little bit more honest. It's a little bit more authentic. Yes, you will still get powerful results in the dating world and in your relationship with your wife or your family. And really, and this is what it's coming down to, your relationship with yourself. That is what I'm here to provide. That is the gift. That is what I what I have for you, okay? What I am on the planet to do. And I've begun working with people who are in the spotlight. It's so fascinating because it came as a rush of fascination. And didn't I just say that that is how the intuition comes to me, right? I'm now absolutely riveted by actors, athletes, musicians, CEOs, people who have a huge amount of responsibility, a huge amount of influence, and a huge amount of difficulty and struggle, a huge amount of anxiety and pain, a huge amount of influence and also responsibility. The people I'm speaking to now, they feel lost. They have no sense of who they are inside. Some of them have never known who they are. Some thought they did for a long time and now all of a sudden, not so much. Some people got really famous really quickly and couldn't handle it. Right? You have breakdowns when you're in the limelight of so very many people. And so these people are successful in their professional lives. Yes, absolutely. But they're not fulfilled. 
they are as equally not fulfilled as people who are not successful in their professional lives. And so this has become the focus of the work. I am now speaking at, there are things in motion, which I hope to share with you soon, that involve me speaking at levels I've never even believed would be reality, right? Much bigger stages, much more influential opportunities. And I'm so, so grateful. And I'm following. Here I am. I'm showing up ready to serve. And I follow what my intuition says, what source says through me. This is me following my life's purpose. And so you can see, even when you're clear on your life's purpose, which I've been for quite some time, certainly the whole time this podcast has been live, it still changes. That's okay. Here I am living in Monaco. I now have a beautiful apartment overlooking the water. It's unbelievable. I've been doing videos lately. Um, You should be able to see them online of me just talking about this type of work but with this incredible background. It's like, this is this beautiful life that has evolved from the last step. And I'm just taking this next step and the next step and the next step. And so through this transition, there has been a real Phoenix moment for me. For the last, you know, six months, maybe a little bit more, there's really been this period of birthing, of birthing something new. And it had to come in and it had to come through me. And one piece landed and the other one hadn't landed yet. And and all of, you know, it just, it came through me the way it came through me. And all of that was out of my control. So I just went with it. Made myself as happy as I could. I worked out. I got really fit. I ate really well. I traveled. You know, I enjoyed myself. And I'm letting all of this stuff move. You know, I worked when it felt right to work. And so... In this way, I was allowing this thing to be created through me. If you're in the creative field, right? If you're a musician or an actor, then you probably understand, or an artist. I have some artists now that are coming up on my feed, right? The process of creativity is involuntary in a lot of ways. You can impact it, certainly, and you can certainly shut it down. A lot of people do. But this, I wanted to give it room to birth. And so I really had this entire death of who I was before, right? Who I was talking to, the way I was speaking to them, the outcomes I was promising and providing. And they were beautiful. I mean, massive change. I still have clients who work with me. I still have clients who refer me, uh, friends and even strangers. I say, you need to talk to Domini and they send them my way. And so it's beautiful. The work there was exactly as it needed to be. And now it has shifted into the next level. And this next level is this rising from the ashes. And that is what has happened now. And so through that period of time, one of the main reasons I didn't get on and record a podcast was because I didn't know what to say. I didn't have anything to say. Isn't that fascinating? When I can literally sit up here in front of a microphone and speak for 60 minutes straight with no script and no plan and no anything, and it just comes through me, whatever needs to be said simply comes through me. I set it up multiple times in my first trip to Monaco. 
and I sat in front of the microphone and I had nothing to say. And so I respected that. I'm not up here talking your ear off from a place of ego. I'm not up here talking your ear off from a place of personality or opinion. These are not my opinions. Right? I have learned, I have discovered who I am to such profound depth that when I am in my authentic self, I am connected to spirit. We are one and the same. This is possible for everyone. It's probable for everyone, in fact. This is what I teach people to achieve. And so when I sit and I speak, there is something that comes through that needs to be said. And for me to have forced a podcast episode, because in my head I go, oh, a podcast is more successful if you're consistent, then that would have been to deny the reality, which is there's nothing for you to say right now, and to force something that I would have thought would be better. Well, reality is there's nothing coming, but I know I have to be consistent on the podcast, so I'm just going to put something out anyway. So you can see, yes, how this has manifested. And the balance of who I consciously am versus life moving through me. I could feel that there was nothing to say, and I respected that. That's important to do. And so I waited. I waited and I explored in other areas of my life. And now it has brought me into this beautiful new realm of life. Now I'm in high level conversations with actors and athletes and musicians and people who have this level of success and are ready to find the happiness beyond it. It's interesting because when I was working with men and dating, people would ask me why I focused on men, right? Because women very much have the sympathy right now. You know, everybody's working with women, focusing on, on women rising up and, and things like that. And it's always was interesting to me when people would ask me that. And I remember saying, I said, A, that's my calling. I'm, I prefer to work with men. I like working with men. That's what feels really good to me. I'm very drawn to men's work. And another reason is because there's very little support out there. Very little support for men that is male-specific. And men don't really have the sympathy right now. Women have the sympathy right now. Men don't. So it's interesting that now I'm working with these incredibly, you know, private equity, high net worth individuals who also don't have a lot of sympathy. I seem to be drawn away from the underdog, maybe. How? I don't know if that's quite true. I root for the underdog in movies. But this is about having the impact to genuinely change the world. Right? The people I'm working with now are the men who shape the world we live in. They are the type of people who send a tweet, right? who post a tweet up, and millions of people read it. So to awaken at that level, you know, to have even risen to that level of viewership in the world, you have taken on a role of responsibility. I'm sure you know this. Whether you're selling multi-million, a billion dollar companies, or you're on a screen, or 
you just have a massive level of influence, you have incarnated to hold a lot of power in your hands. And it behooves you, A, to find your own happiness and fulfillment so that you can sustain that, and B, to work through whatever you're carrying subconsciously so that you don't spread that around and perpetuate the things that are causing the the world's population to be in pain. Right? Before I did all of this work on myself, I was a huge mess and my insecurities were everywhere and I would place them on other people because I didn't understand that what was happening was because of me. So I assumed it was them. And so that's that's an example of a way in which I was putting my shit out on somebody else. And if I were to do that on a massive scale, that impacts the world. And so that's a more logical reason why this change has taken place. Of course, the most true reason is that's where I am led. And that's the end of that story. And there are, you know, it's so important. It is so important when people hold power and influence to find center within yourself. Huge numbers of issues come up with this type of community. For example, people tend to be very focused on their successes. Right? I was just reading, and I'm about to post that on social media, I was just reading a, a quote by Ronda Rousey, the MMA fighter. And she was talking about how she had this breakdown after this massive championship. She, she lost two major championships in a row and she had a, a major breakdown. And the phrase that she used, let's see if I just had, I just had it pulled up. The phrase that she used was she felt like she was nothing if she wasn't a champion. She felt like she was nothing if she wasn't a champion. Where does that resonate for you? Right? Think about that. I have to win, otherwise I have no idea who I am. That's powerful. Who are you if you don't win? Okay? Statements like that reveal the underlying issue underneath. She is linking her self-worth to her achievements. She is linking, actually, in this statement, and that's the exact statement that she just said, she's linking her identity to winning. I am a winner. If I don't win, I don't know who I am. This is massively common, especially for high achievers. High achievers get up there and achieve. That's what they're good at. And they probably start very young because it's a core quality. They can't really not achieve, right? Whether that's on a small scale or a large scale doesn't really matter. But in that striving, in their process of achieving, they begin to be celebrated specifically for their achievements. Meaning, they're not celebrated in other ways. 
They're not celebrated for the things that have nothing to do with what you've done today, but simply because you're awesome. That's just true. You're awesome whether you're achieving or not. And these achievements are amazing. But normally when those people are young, they haven't experienced feedback like that. They experience feedback like, oh my goodness, you're intelligent. You're the smart one now. You're the smart one. You're going to go to school. Well, you should have figured that out. You're the smart one. Well, you can achieve that. You're the smart one. Cool. What if I wake up one day and I'm not smart anymore? What if I don't want to be smart anymore? Who am I if I'm not the smart one? You see how the identity begins to form? I just did a video today that'll be out on social media soon that was around the difference between intelligence and wisdom. Okay? Intelligence versus wisdom. Intelligence is on the mental level. Right? If you're naturally intelligent, you can think yourself out of a lot of things. But you can't achieve wisdom because wisdom exists on a deeper level of the human system. It involves more levels of the human system. It comes from a place of alignment. You can be completely unaligned and still be very intelligent. But wisdom comes from being deeply connected to yourself. Right? You can disconnect from your heart, let's say, or your physical body and just be up in your head and still be very intelligent. Sure. I know lots of people. I've got them in my program right now. And they can think really well and they can figure most things out. And that's they're really strong in that level. And that's great. They're not, however, connected to themselves. Right? They are not feeling deeply into their body. They probably are not good at opening their heart, at forgiving easily, at overcoming things. They might be a holding on to, or hold on to grudges, hold on to the past, hold on to lack of trust. And so through that disconnect, they lose part of who they are. Not really. They've just disconnected from it. They can't feel it. It's still perfectly well there. And so in this way, imagine how the life of a CEO would change. Imagine being able to get up and go to work, not feeling pressured or laden on your shoulders or guilty that you're not with your family or stressed about quarterly reports or whatever it is that you're spending your life feeling to where you need to cut everything off, cut your feelings off just to get through the day. Imagine if you could take your whole self through that day. Imagine you can wake up feeling light, refreshed. Imagine doing the level of work that you do, but allowing it to be effortless. Imagine what this would be like. This is your natural state. When you have all of the pieces of yourself together, integrated, healed, then life becomes a thousand, 
thousand times easier. You have no idea how much more work you're putting into life than life really requires. It's a lot. And there's a way out. There's a way to find, to rediscover, to re-embrace your whole self, to know who you are, and to be in contact with that every day. Imagine what that life would be like. This work, the work I have been birthing, yes, over my entire life, yes, over the last six years, and profoundly over the last six months, is focused here. It is designed specifically to show you who you really are and how to authentically embrace that every single day. It is designed to introduce you to this place of effortlessness, of ease and flow as your default state. This is your natural state. I'm not performing magic in a way. I am actually kind of. I'm teaching you magic is really what ends up happening when you work with me. But it's not about that. I'm not giving you something you don't already have. I'm showing you how to come back into yourself. You are already whole. You're just feeling split because you are acting in a way that is splitting yourself. And you're doing it about between 1,000 and 10,000 times a day, right? Most moments, you are turning away from yourself, rejecting yourself, telling yourself on some level that you should be some way other than what you are. And all of this is done without just about any realization on your part. I did it for years. (laughs) And so... Just know that this is a matter of growth. That there is a solution out there, a permanent one. This is not tips and tricks. Your natural state, you at your best, as they say, living your best life. What does that mean, living your best life? It means taking all of you with you. It means being who you are authentically, no matter what the environment or what the situation. From that place, you live effortlessly. There's no need for voices in your head. Those fade. As you become more whole, more at one with yourself, there are no different parts of you to have conversations, so the voices begin to fade. You become incredibly attractive and magnetic because you're not saying no to yourself. You are at one with yourself and life, so you light up. You become radiant. You begin to experience joy. Everywhere, without reason. Joy at lunchtime. Joy in your board meeting. Joy when you're on the phone with your agent. People begin to respond to you differently. 
They're not inclined to reject you. They want to say yes to you because something about you feels positive, feels integrated and whole and desirable. And people respond to that. So your whole dating life improves. Your whole marriage improves. Your relationship with your children, your parents, your work colleagues all improve naturally, effortlessly, automatically. Because the part of you that is manifesting parts of those relationships that are difficult, that part melts. Right? Anytime you're coming into a relationship from defense, it's based in fear. Every time. That's what defense is. So whether you're angry, if you're angry, you're afraid. If you're sad or depressed, you're afraid. If you're anxious, you're afraid. Okay, the way anxiety forms or the way it expresses itself is when you're, you get lost in the future. When you're living, you're worried about something which hasn't happened yet. I have clients who do this and the homework that I give them after we clear the underlying cause just to break the habit of living out into the future is to, is that they're only allowed to solve problems which currently exist. Nothing preventative. Because preventative is a slippery slope down into anxiety. Right? So you can solve the problem, but you have to let it happen first. Then you can fix it. Oh, now another problem happened. Great. Now you can fix it. But it takes you out of that place of, oh, what if this? Oh, what if that happened? Oh my gosh. Right? Because that's constant and unsolvable by definition because you're talking about something which has not yet happened. So it can just go on for basically your entire life. Similarly, with depression, if you tend toward depression, you tend to be focused on the past. That was certainly me for a long time. I was deeply depressed. I was on medication for several years when I was young. And I was, I was focused on the past, regret. Oh, did I do the right thing? Oh my gosh, I didn't do the right thing. Oh boy, you know, am I on the right path? Uh, you know, what's going to happen? There was anxiety in there as well. And so it was this constant thing. And I, what was happening while well, I was literally depressing my emotions. I was literally depressing them. I was pushing them down. I wasn't, I wasn't letting myself feel them, honestly. And so I didn't. And the depression developed from there. And so the solution to both is living in the moment. The solution to a lot of human struggle is living in the moment. The things that exist in the here and now, if I look around, yep, there's a light right there. There's a computer right here. There's a microphone in front of me. There's some water next to me. There's a pillow over there. That window is white, right? Very, very literal things. This is also a great way of taking you out of overthinking. So if you are prone to sort of getting up in your head and like this, and you can't turn it off, bring your awareness to your breath, first thing. And as you bring your awareness to your breath, just look at what is literally true around you. Because the mind takes you out into 
imagination, right, into the hypothetical. And when you do that, you're in delusion. You're literally making shit up that does not exist. Okay. So you want to come down to what is actually technically, tangibly real in this moment. So you look around at your immediate surroundings. And I remember I used to do this and it it would take a while. I had to do it for probably a full minute or two, which is a little bit longer, probably longer than you think. And as I did that, my system would start to slow. It would take me out of this like rabid cycle in my brain. And instead it would just cause me to calm down. Right, my sympathetic nervous system would begin to minimize, begin to come offline, parasympathetic nervous system would start to kick in. And I became present into the present moment. And in the present moment, just about all of the stuff I was worried about or stuck on or struggling with doesn't actually exist. Not here now. And so in that way, I was able to return to reality. And in realities, it turned out was quite a bit more pleasant than I, I was imagining that it was. So this has been quite an adventure. This has been an incredibly powerful new phase of life. I am absolutely in love with it. And I'm in this period now where the phoenix is rising from the ashes. I feel completely reformed. I feel as though my direction is powerful and aligned and I'm so excited about it and I'm incredibly honored that you are joining me on the journey so I'm very appreciative of you for joining me you have my gratitude please don't hesitate to reach out send me a note ask me questions uh, on whatever platform you can find me I'm pretty much everywhere Do please subscribe if you haven't already. Uh, Rate the show on whatever platform you're on. That's super helpful for me. And please join me again next week. I have a group on Facebook that you can find through my profile where I I do live work. I do Facebook Lives and I, I work with people live just for free in that group. And so it's a great way to experience the work. I offer a free call that you can find the link to in there or you can ask me for. And... I'm always happy to sit down and talk to you about whether or not working with me is a good fit. Either way, I hope you get a lot out of this. I hope you join me for the next one. And I look forward to next time. Thanks so much, guys. Thank you for joining me for this episode of The Art of Attraction. This is Dominique Drew signing off and reminding you that if you love this podcast, please hit that subscribe button, rate us five stars, and most importantly, share this episode with someone you know needs to hear it. See you next time.